thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. All right. Good night, everyone. Or good evening, I should say. Good night's kind of final. (laughs) Hello. Hi. So we are Leah and Megan and Allison here tonight. Really excited to kind of let you in on one of the plans that we started talking about the end of 2022 when we were getting ideas of like, where do we want to go for 2023, right? Because we know this is going to be an impactful year for us in army this is the year that you know we're expecting to see enlistment really get underway um you know more solo efforts from the guys but then yeah probably a significant number if not all of them enlisting so we've been trying to think where can we proactively be you know embracing the fandom not getting too sad and thinking about um you know thinking about their body of work uh now that we're gonna have this pause you know to be like How did we kind of like get to where we are and what are some of the influences that got us there? So in doing so, one of the ideas that we had was exploring some of the ideas that are pervasive in BTS, um, particularly through, you know, what we see Namjoon bringing to the table in terms of books he's read. So he's a prolific reader. Many of them read and like we see them reading on camera, but Namjoon really is a very, very prolific reader. And we were kind of like, wouldn't it be interesting to kind of do a book club based on titles that he's talked about or been seen reading and then kind of, you know, discuss them in more of a book club format and then also see where we could also see where there could be ties that we may be able to draw to some of the material that they put out there in terms of musical contents or thoughts that have been shared and things like that. So does that kind of encapsulate to the two of you kind of our idea? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that. I mean, we all are here because of K-drama, but we're also here because we're like love, you know, reading too. I know that a lot of times like the discussions, even in the K-drama chats, will go to what we're reading or what uh, other content that we're devouring. And I just think it's like interesting, but also important to the insight. Like they read this book and then like, how did it impact them? But then also how does it impact us? Because I feel like books are like that like everyone has a different opinion on a book but I feel like people always will read a book and it will have some meaning to them and sometimes it aligns with other people but sometimes it doesn't and I kind of love that because you can love or hate a book but still it's like one you remember you know what I mean so like I love the idea of book club I always try to jump in on book clubs because it I always learn something new about myself as a reader but then I also just learn something new about myself as a person and I think you had a Freudian slip, Megan. So I just wanted to unpack that for a second because you were just talking about um, K-drama. And I thought that was interesting too because how we actually all met each other was through K-drama. And then that led to us 
more or less discovering army within like the same kind of like greater window of a few months getting into army and then into k-pop or k-indie music as well um and now yeah trying to look back on like what the influences are and so um so yeah i think that i just want to like yeah point that out because you know this is our k-pop side of the house but we're still k-drama watchers and we're all avid readers yeah and i think it's important too because uh i've watched dramas you know from listening to afternoon delight I've watched dramas I probably never would have watched just because you uh, and the team over there watched them and then were so excited about them and talked about them. And then I was like, oh, I should check that out. And I feel like that works with books too, you know, because um, looking at the list um, of Namjoon's books, there are a lot that I've wanted to read. Like I've read about them even prior to being a fan of BTS, prior to even being in K-drama. I've seen them on book lists. I've seen them talked about in different magazines and they've been on my to read list I've just never gotten around to it so I kind of feel like the suggestion is there and then it always leads me to like a better place like oh I'm so glad I read that or oh I'm so glad I experienced that so I think that's kind of what's exciting I love I love to read but I find that recently between the two content that the content that I devour on the day on a daily basis between BTS and K-drama I don't read as much anymore so this will be really <laughs> helpful yeah, so that's a great question. And that's something I want to ask you all. And like, look, there's like, for me, I have no judgment on like how much people read. And so if you're at home, like I haven't read a book in years, like that's fine. And like, maybe you want to start by reading a book and seeing how it goes here. And that could be great. And maybe you read like 400 books a year or more. And that's great too. <laughs> um, but just to kind of get a sense of like where we are all at as readers, um, you know, Let's just uh, take like a quick circuitous route and kind of, I'd love to know, like, Allison, how, like, how do you feel like you show up lately as a reader? Like how many books maybe do you feel like you might read in a year or anything just kind of impactful about you as a reader? Um, well, I grew up being an avid reader and reading anything I could get my hands on. And I started reading romance really early. So I read romance probably from 10 to late 30s like almost exclusively um so love love me some romance and I would read probably hundreds of books a year um in my teens 20s and 30s I worked in books either at libraries or um I was an assistant manager and book buyer for a bookstore for many years and so being a avid reader was my full-time job um, and then I discovered K-drama and my reading dropped off significantly. Um, so that was unfortunate. But in the past year, I read probably over a hundred books, which is a lot. Um, but for me was the smallest amount I probably ever read in my entire life. Um, and this year my goal is 52 books. <laughs> so I'm going to try to read 52 books this year, which seems reasonable. I can do that. And I think that what has been fun in my reading um, since discovering K-drama is that it's become way more curious and taken me into a lot of different places that I didn't expect because I was just like hungry to learn more about Korean culture and wanted to read more um, Korean literature and so I think I read almost all of the books that we're going to talk about um, just through my own 
wanting to read books that were popular in Korea. So it's much more diversified than it ever has been. That's for sure. Cool. Megan, how about you? I'm a lot like Allison. I was a avid reader. Um, my mom had books all over our house. She had bookcases in every room on every end table was a pile of books. She, we would like go to the bookstore once a week and she would buy all the Harlequin romance, like her budget could get her. Um, and so I've just always been surrounded by books. And so I am a very avid reader, but I have found that, um, like Allison, since finding K-drama, I spent a lot of my time watching K-drama, which I also chalk up as reading because I do have to read the subtitles. So technically I'm still reading. Um, but I think in this last year, I probably read on average two books a month. I'm the worst. I never write down what I read. And then I get the years mixed up. Like, like I totally read that last year. And then I really didn't. I read it like the year before or whatever. But I did read two books between Christmas and New Year's. And I was really proud of myself about that. Um, because that hadn't happened in a long time, but I just found two that I was really interested in. So um, I love to read and any chance that allows me to, you know, make time for myself, like to get into a book and have discussions about books. And I think that's what's hard too, because a lot of my friends don't read like I do. And so it's really hard, like when I'm reading a book and I'm really excited about it, and then I don't have anyone to talk to about it. Like they're like, I'm so excited about this book. And they're like, oh, that's great. Good for you. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to read these books. I haven't read any of the books on our list um, for this year coming up. Um, and so I think it's great. And I think it opens up a lot of space um, to learn, to learn about new cultures um, and to learn about things that I just probably wouldn't have explored otherwise. So I love that. I'm really excited. And yeah, for me, I grew up avidly reading. In fact, I used to seek out friends whose parents would buy them all the Sweet Valley Twins and High books because my parents would not buy them for me. And so I would go to their house for sleepovers and then sit in their closets and read them all night long. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was a lot of fun, big, big bag of fun to have over at your house. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's great to see you. Move aside, go in your closet. <laughs> that sounds like a dream come true I used to fake sick so I could stay inside from recess and read because I didn't want to play I wanted to read <laughs> I, I love honestly I would love that um and like not to like get off subject but speaking of Sweet Valley High I actually bought I've been looking for it for years um it is one of the Sweet Valley sagas and it's the story of the Wakefields and I don't know why but like I just remember it from when I like was a teen reading it and I looked I've been actively looking for it for years and I finally found it on Amazon for like 10 bucks and I immediately bought it well okay so, so now to, I have it in my collection to continue the non sequitur but just really quickly with Sweet Valley um so one of my author friends Chanel Clayton um you know we're good author friends and you know this was a while ago but we were talking about how we loved Sweet Valley High so we decided and this was like probably in like 2014-15 to live tweet reading Sweet Valley High and did like an online book club reading it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was just as problematic as I thought it was going to be um, with body shaming and just sexism and everything. And it was just like, it was really great to be back with, you know, Jessica and Elizabeth and their perfect size six jeans in sunny Southern California. <laughs> their blonde hair and they're like fiat that nobody could have ever afforded. Like, I don't, it's and fine. the bad boy Bruce. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, that being said, yeah, I don't know if I've ever read hundreds. I mean, like maybe I've just always been a really big reader. Um, and then when I became a full-time author, it did put a dent in my reading, but obviously not that much. Like I would try to read a lot to stay like current to the market. And then K-drama really, that's what took me out of the game is, um, but funny that you were talking about reading Megan, because my daughter reads or watches K-drama too. And she did a test last year where they were like her, you know, this isn't like a parent brag. This was just like, that was really fascinating. They were like, her reading speed is incredibly fast for her age. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think it's from watching Kate because she's like, is so good at reading the subtitles now. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, look, this is an educational benefit that I am giving my child to be like, yes, let's watch K-dramas with mommy. <laughs> um, last year I did write down the books because I just wanted to see, because I was like, I don't feel like my reading's been great. So maybe if I write it down, I'll get a sense. I was at 14, not like my best year, but I will say that I, I think out of the 14, maybe one or two of those was actually a book book. Everything else was a book, but I listened to it on audiobook, mm-hmm. which is a little bit slower. But basically I made my reading time be my commute, which is about three and a half minutes <laughs> um, or going to the grocery store, which is about five minutes away. My like driving life is very small and compact, which I'm lucky about. But it was rare that I would like sit back with an audiobook and listen to it. Occasionally I would, but not that often. Um, I'd listen to it doing dishes at night, things like that. So I like it because it would get me through. But I and I tended to do a lot more nonfiction this year. I was surprised at how much nonfiction mm. I did, which I think lent itself really well to like kind of doing bite-sized pieces. So a lot of historical fiction is like where I was at, like the founding of Istanbul and <laughs> things like that. But um, yeah, I'm excited. And I've got some of the, I've read one of the books on this list that we're going to get into and I own two. So I'm going to read those in paper, which I'm excited about. And then there's a couple on this list that I've been curious about, but kind of trepidatious and we'll get to those. And so I'm curious, I'm excited to read them and talk about them with a group because I don't think I would have read them alone. Yeah, that's the best part is being able to talk talk about them afterwards because some of these are going to be really good discussions. So yeah, and it's not like Nam June overall is reading lighthearted tales. No, like, I was going cute. through and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> he is not reading anything lighthearted, I can tell you that. <laughs> so I think maybe what would be helpful is let's go through because what we want to do is we kind of picked 12 books, so a book a month that we can go through off of like the Nam June the Nam June reading list. And we'll put this into like some sort of form on Instagram too. So people can like see the titles like in graphics and, um, and so, yeah, we'll go through what they all are and just kind of like give you a sense. So you can kind of like plan if you want to take part in this, which we hope you do to like get, get ahead on like your reading. And if you use the libraries reserving books, and if you like to buy books, like, you know, when to order them and that sort of thing. So the first, yeah, do you book... want to kick us off? Yeah. Yeah. The first book we're going to read is Almond by Sun Wong Pyong. And I'm, um, I'll read a little bit, just like a couple sentences about the book, and then we can go through the rest of them. Is that how mm-hmm. we want to do it? So Almond is about Yoon Jae, and Yoon Jae was born with a brain condition that makes it difficult for him to feel emotions like fear, anger, and empathy. So the topics that this book book explores is what makes us human how do we learn emotions and how do we connect with other humans and what is that relationship connection all about um and 
it has um like namjoon obviously has been seen reading it but um sugar and j-hope as well were reading it in the soup it's pretty popular and well known and very short like i think there's a lot of chapters but it's a pretty quick book yeah the fun fact i saw was that in 2020 it was the most checked out book in south korean public libraries and has been most popular with women in their 40s unlike you know just like us that's interesting to me we'll discuss that more in the book club (laughs) yeah make a note make a note allison make a note okay (laughs) all right megan do you want to let us know what we're going to do for the short month of february that's okay haikyuu is manga um that was loved um that bts was loved by all the members of bts um and there are 40 plus volumes of haikyuu um and so it looks like it is about Shoyo Hinata, who is obsessed with volleyball after watching Nationals on TV. Inexperienced but passionate, he signed, signs up for his school's volleyball club and spends two years trying to convince his fellow students to help him practice. Taehyung and um, JK are also on record as loving the anime with them spotted watching it in between rehearsals. Um, I'm excited because I've been wanting to read manga for a while. Um, and this just gives me permission to just say, yes, we're going to do this. So I'm excited about this one. I don't know anything about it. Um, Allison, you said that maybe that you've read this one. Yes. I haven't read it. I just, when I was looking at all of these titles, it was really accessible through my library um, and then happened to be at Barnes and Noble this past week. And they had almost all of the volumes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to tackle 40 plus volumes for well, the month we'll of the, February. I think we'll- I think we'll just do one, honestly. Yeah, Let's just yeah. do one for folks, just because I think that's fair. And February is a short month. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. it, it'll it be a fun, like, introduction into manga. And then you can go on and read 40 plus volumes if you want. So, yes. And they also have loved, um, you know, BTS is on the record for really just enjoying manga and anime as well. And so other ones that they're really into are like Attack on Titan, which I've watched a little bit of the anime. It is dark AF, but it is fun. They have their song Attack on Bangtan, which is kind of a play on that. Then there's Dragon Ball and Naruto and RM and uh, Suga have gotten into vigorous debates over which is superior uh, with Namjoon falling out on the side of Naruto and Shiga falling out on the side of Dragon Ball. So you can decide. We know that Jimin loves One Piece. So lots and lots of um, time to watch anime and read manga in between, you know, all their schedules. And we see them doing it often. Okay. So in March, we have Stories of Your Life and Others by Ted Chiang. And it's an exploration of reality and what it means to be human. So it's a collection of eight stories spanning genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and possibly like a combo of both. So that sounds fun. So it'll be kind of, you know, bite-sized tales. And I actually haven't read too many short stories in a while. And so that will be kind of a fun thing to explore. I kind of love short stories too, because like, I mean, not if you're like in a book club, but just regularly, you can kind of walk away from it. Like you finish one story and then you can kind of like go do something else if you need to versus like sometimes when I get in a novel and I just have to like devour the whole thing to figure out what happens at the end. So like I always suggest, like when my friends say, oh, I haven't read in a really long time and I don't know how to get back into reading. I always like suggest some type of short story 
collection or something like that, just because I feel like it's a little bit easier to read and you can like break it down and not feel like overwhelmed, like, oh, I have to finish, you know, 250 pages before I can, you know, have an opinion about X, Y, Z. So I love short stories. I do too. So in April, we're going to read Kim Ji Young, born 1982 by Nam Ju Cho. And this book explores feminism and gender through the lens of like an every woman Kim Ji Young and watching her men- and the readers are watching her mental health deteriorate. It is a really fascinating book and they t- made it into a movie with Gong Yu and Jung Yu Mi which is really also very interesting. So we could do like a little side piece on on the movie as well after we've read the book. So I yeah, think I would like that because I haven't watched, I read this book. This is the only book on the list I've read, but I've not watched the movie. The movie is really interesting. Um, I have thoughts about it. Yeah. I mean, well, I Gong Yu is perfect. So, you know. Yeah, this was, they also starred together in uh, Train to Busan. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they have good chemistry already and they've worked together. So I think that is fun. And then I remember when I read the book, um, Allison, you may have seen this too, but after reading it, when I was reading a little bit more about it, um, I guess the name Kim Ji Young is like the most common name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'd be almost like if you were named like Sarah Smith or something, you know, just like a very, very common name. Mm-hmm. In May, we'll be reading Human Acts by Kang Han. Human Acts ex- explores oppression and humanity. Dong Ho is a young boy killed during a student uprising in South Korea. The story unfolds through interconnected chapters as victims and the bereaved meet after the uprising. Um, Namjoon talked about reading this novel in a 2017 Live, where he shared he read it flying to Europe and while in hotels there. And while it is descriptive and impressive, it also made him feel heavy hearted. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like a joyful read. (laughs) I can't imagine reading that book when you're alone and traveling. That sounds heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking Mm -hmm. book. So I feel like it's kind of on brand for him, though. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the book that I said that I had had trepidation reading. And so I'm curious because I thought it had looked interesting and I've thought about reading it quite a few times and just never went for it and that is our June read which is When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. So it's an autobiography that explores what makes life worth living. Dr. Kalanithi is a neurosurgeon who is diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and this was spotted on Namjoon's bookshelf during his 2019 archive studio tour. So you know he's just recording in his studio and then reading a little bit on like you know the meaning of life with a terminal illness. <laughs> what What was your trepidation? Um, you know, cancer books are triggering for me. I know a lot of folks who I have had friends and family die far too young from cancer and more than I think like the average person. And not because we've lived in like a concentrated area where like we have like an Aaron Brockovich situation. Like I've moved many places, but I've just had this like extraordinary ill fortune to know people who have died of rare cancers before their time um and so I think that for me it's just like I don't know <laughs> persisted a lot and to like kick back with like stage four diagnosis like you know what's the meaning of life I've just watched people grapple with that in real time and it's heavy that doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's not profound and beautiful but like yeah I think mm-hmm. that's what was putting me from jumping in 
Well, I think that, you know, it's good to know your triggers and to know like mm, there's topics that I don't necessarily want to dive into and give yourself permission to skip them if it's not right. Yeah, I think I have enough space and kind of mental like, you know, I think that's fine. I would normally kind of say, hey, maybe not this one. But no, I think it's and I, you know, I think that everybody has their unique story and it is yeah, I don't want to non sequitur too much, but I've also want to just recommend while we're here and talking about, cause there's a lot of books that are dealing with death and dying. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a really great book that I've read on um, death and dying that uh, it's called smoke gets in your eyes and other lessons from the crematory by Kat- Caitlin Doty. So I don't know if any of you know this, but she's um, also got a, uh, online content around the topic of a good death and she kind of fashions herself as like a modern day death doula Mm -hmm. and the idea that like you know there's a lot of energy and conversation now these days around like giving birth and kind of that whole process but that death and dying process in western culture is still hidden very much behind a veil so she actually like was interested in that side of like the end of life so she got a job working at a crematory and she uh got a job like she studied like undertaker studies and things like that um and so and now she yeah, would consider herself to be a death doula or she did at one point. And so I just thought that was a really healthy. And so to me too, I was like, you know, I don't want to become like adverse to some of these topics. And I'm again, this is something everyone kind of comes to on their own for sure. Absolutely. But for me now it's like more like, yeah, I'd like to like confront mortality issues. It's just like, I don't think that like, I have to come to it with some intent and focus. I don't just like kick back lightly with that, like on my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so the next one is a Mirakami and there's two books that were discussed like when you're looking at Namjoon's list one is Kafka on the Shore and one is Norwegian Wood so I think we're going to pick one I don't think we've decided which one we're picking but I did throw in the notes here that he references Kafka on the Shore in his song Butterfly Mm. that could be fun but yeah I think we're still kind of deciding which one here yeah um and this book explores spirituality dreams or sorry thinking about Mirakami Mirakami explores similar themes in a lot of his books and the themes that he often writes about are spirituality dreams the power of music and redemption um he's a really fascinating writer Mm. so um so yeah Yeah, I've only read one of his books so I'm excited for it in August, we will read Justice by Michael J. Sandel. This book explores the moral dilemmas we face as citizens. It urges readers to look at present-day topics through a new lens. Um, and Nanjum talks about reading this in a 2016 V-Live. And then for September, we have Please Look After Mom by Kyung Suk Sin. And 69-year-old Sonyu is separated from her husband in Seoul, and her family begins a frantic search for her. And through the process of searching, the family learns secrets about her, causing them to question how well they knew her. This explores themes of family, modern life in Korea, and what we hide from our loved ones. And Taehyung and Namjoon both discussed reading this book in a 2017 V-Live, after apparently an army had mentioned that they thought Tae would enjoy it, and he went away and read it. Um, in October, we're going to read Kitchen by Banana Yoshimoto. Um, and this book explores themes of family, motherhood, love, tragedy, and gender identity. And there's a companion book called Moonlight Shadow. 
Yeah. And people on social media had taken note of this book when he read it at the time because of the transgender representation, um, mostly positive comments. And that's what we align to here is like, it's just, I think, um, great to add, like, this is part of what we do with reading is, you know, we are able to learn and educate. And I think that given that, um, you know, Namjoon seems as if he's focused on being an ally for different people, this was a good evidence of him trying to, you know, also broaden his reading list. I love that he's always challenging himself to learn and like expand his view. You know, when he, I don't know where that I first heard this story, but when he was first writing, um, he kind of got called out on some sexist lyrics. And so he worked with a women's studies professor to like Mm -hmm. learn more. And, you know, I, I just love that about RM. Yeah. I think that, in and this is where like I'm always like I try not to put on too much of a western like first of all like full acknowledgement our own country is full of inconsistencies and full of problems and very much um you know has its own issues that they're grappling with and I think it's still fair to say that from you know what we see from you know folks living in Korea who are sharing out experiences um that you know there can be sometimes um like rigidity around um expectations of like heteronormative behavior and you know still lagging behind in like what we would consider to be progressive viewpoints for queer community and queer folks living there and so um yeah I think that because those are values that I align with I'm always really heartened and encouraged when I see uh the members being supportive and um interested in educating themselves in those spaces I think too like one of the things I love about BTS as a whole is that and I strongly believe that they make conscious decisions about everything that they do, but they're like, I don't know. It's funny to say, but I feel like they're quietly loud about the choices they make, like the designers that they choose, or um, sometimes the vans that they decide to wear or the t-shirts or whatever. And I think they do that in the media that they consume as well. Um, And then they put that out there into the world. And so that people, all over the world internationally that's why they have so many fans can really identify or like find a piece like oh my gosh they support me too i support that i love them they love me back kind of thing and i think that's really important especially for for like young people um to know that like maybe they're not so loud in being an ally but they drop those hints and those easter eggs that like yes they see like you're being seen they see you or they want to see you they're trying to like find you as well um and i think that's really important like as if i was a young person and i was in a situation where i didn't really have a path or was like having uh I, not an identity crisis but just really trying to find myself and somebody that i admired um in that way in media i was seen you know reading a certain book or watching a movie or listening to a certain song that really helped me on my path to find out who I was, you know, that would be really impactful for me. So I'm like always grateful when we get those little glimpses, um, just like recently in Jimin's like photo book, he was wearing, you know, a t-shirt, like a certain t-shirt that people were like raving about, like, look at, you know, how he's, you know, putting this on display or how he has, you know, put this up um, for his own photo book. And it's like a call out or whatever. And so I just really admire that about them. Um, For November, we're going to read Damien by Herman Hess. 
Um, this book explores duality of human nature and alienation, good versus evil, mortality, and self-discovery. Influ- this book influenced Wings, um, and Namjoon made all the members read it. Yeah, Lexi and I talk about it really briefly when we talk about, um, there's a podcast we did on uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, the music video. And uh, it leans in very heavy to this book, Demian, and uh, one of the Gnostic myths of Abraxas, which is this entity that is um, neither good nor evil. And, you know, you really see that song and video kind of unpacking like the duality of human nature. So, you know, just super light, you know, <laughs> light little, you know, this is again, like, you know, we talked about it in that pod, but, you know, we talked about it always, I think is just when people are like, oh, BTS, you like this boy band. And I'm like, look, the more I have like unpacked, the more I'm like, you know, yeah, we grapple. There's a big creative grappling and life grappling. And so not that everything needs to be intellectualized in this world either. Like I'm a big fan of commercial entertainment. And you can also, if you want to go highbrow here, you can, and you are invited to do so. (laughs) I just know that he was sending them like book club questions in like the group chat, (laughs) like, okay, what chapter are you on? Let's discuss, like, let's unpack Um, And then for December, we're going to close it out with The Noonday Demon, An Atlas of Depression by Andrew Sullivan. And this explores depression through the personal, cultural, and scientific terms. So on a professional level, I know, Allison, that, you know, you're thinking that this one sounds pretty fascinating. And this is another, so the 2017 V-Lives, Namjoon talks a lot about books back in 2017. I mean, he still does. We still see him reading and we got a recent tour of his home, like it was just filled with books, which was super great. Um, but a lot more art books these days is what we're kind of seeing as well. But um, yeah, so these 2017 V Lives, he's often chatting up on books. And this one he said he found difficult to understand due to heavy topics, which I think is interesting. And I'd be wondering where he comes from now, now that he's been kind of open that he kind of did grapple with depression after 2017 but previous to indigo's release i'm super curious about this one i've read a lot of books on depression in my time but i haven't read this one so very excited which sounds weird to be excited about reading a book about a depression but <laughs> i just think it goes like back to what i was saying before i think it's so important when they like any of the members but you know we're talking about non-june specifically just because he's very well known for like re- doing a lot of reading and be you know being an avid reader but like putting these books out on display for people that might need them but not know they're available or like not giving their self-permission yet to go and like explore that side of their own mental health or what they need or they may not recognize it so I just like again I kind of love that like I know we always talk about being overwhelmed with content and there's like stuff you know flying at us every day on Instagram or like you know your notifications come up and you're like oh no what's happening now but I just always love too that we do get like this very intellectual like deeper side where I'm learning things too like I'm learning new things too at the ripe old age of almost 45 and so that's really exciting to me because you know sometimes I miss school because I don't learn on a daily basis like I used to. So yeah, I'm really excited for how we're going to do um, the book club. And Megan, do you want to just share briefly kind of what we're thinking of for format? And with the acknowledgement to you that, you know, we're in kind of the middle of January now. So Omen may be one that 
you might be feeling like you've got to play catch up with. So I think we're going to like, we'll be, you know, <laughs> we're aware that this one's coming at you a little bit fast and then hopefully you'll settle in and be able to, you know, pick up from here. Um, so the way Almond is structured, it seems like it's a, like, not the, not an easy read by any means, but like, it's going to be a quick read just because it's set up in four parts. Um, and part two is the longest part with 101 pages. Um, and so what we were thinking was that um, normally we would do like week one in certain number of chapters, week two, certain number of chapters. But what I'm thinking is that we might just do a part one and part two since we're getting to the end of the month. Um, and because we're trying this out and it's new and we're, you know, still learning a little bit about ourselves and about how our reading styles go. Um, what we'll do is we will post um, on our Instagram feed questions. Um, and so we'll let you know in advance the day of the week that we'll be doing that so that you are ready to meet those questions. And again, like reading is supposed to be fun. So if this stresses you out, by all means, you can come back later. It'll still be on the feed um, and, you know, engage in the book club club questions. Um, but we're just going to be asking one or two questions about the book and start a discussion about it. So then that way, when we finish the book and we record um, a full episode about it, we can have lots of different perspectives, our own, and then we can even, um, you know, bring in some of the discussion that we had on Instagram. So as we go along, you'll see a little bit more content will engage a little bit more with the content in regards to the book club. Um, but because it's coming a little bit later in the month, we're probably going to do this one a little bit quicker. Um, and then everybody can always catch up. And then February, we'll start fresh with week one, week two, week three. I don't know if there's a fourth week in February, so I might have to like um, put that together really quick. But, you know, that's how we'll go and we'll move forward. So it'll be on our main feed. Um, we can share things in stories and like have those stories saved. Um, and then we are working on having a live Instagram live at the end of the month that will also be saved um, in our uh, on the top of our feed. So you can always go back and watch the discussion on Instagram live. And this is like a no pressure. Let me also just say, like, let's say you buy the book and, or get the book at the library. You don't get a chance to read it and content's coming out. Like if you don't mind big spoilers, jump on in and like be part of the conversation. If you read some of it and you didn't love it, or you just haven't had the time, still feel free to join in. Like really, you know, do what's going to feel right to you in this. I know that's like sometimes with book clubs, people can feel oddly guilty. And that is not something that we want to bring to this space too. So if you're interested in being part of it, this is just for fun. Um, and we're going to be looking at brainstorming other content as a podcast of what we could do. Like, you know, we do have members that like to share films that they like to watch. And so, you know, we could do some sort of a movie club or, you know, other formats as well. So if reading isn't your thing too, that's okay. Or you could do an and or, or an and 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 jump into other content too. We're just trying to come up with fun ways to stay engaged and curious, even during these times when we're going to be seeing, you know upheavals that are going to be difficult so this is our way of like planning ahead and coping and hopefully it will be impactful for all of you I love that it's always like these harrowing times <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel every time like, these yeah. harrowing times these harrowing times so yeah we're uh 34 days as of recording I think into uh Sukjin's military service and I have it in my brain yes I do <laughs> I love that I love that so much yeah okay well on that happy note I'm excited to get reading and yeah. 
yeah, it'll be fun. This is going to up my book average for the year. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So All right. Jorge. 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 Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.